Wonderful. Thank you. Appreciate that. When's the last time we were amazed at the Lord? Right? Now, in just a few weeks, well, actually, I think this week, uh, college football started up. And, uh, you know, somebody will do something in sports, and people say, that's amazing. And we get almost enamored when somebody does something that is unusual when it comes to sports or, you know, or anything else, right? And uh, when, when you have kids, right, when they're babies, if they don't uh, throw up on themselves, you go, oh, look, look, isn't that wonderful? That's amazing, isn't it? And then you realize that it's, it's just natural, right? They, they, they learn to do things, and, but there's, there's certain things that people do, and we go, boy, that's, that's, ama- that's out of the ordinary, right? When's the last time you just looked at what God's done and said, he's amazing? Yes. He sure is amazing. And and you know what's interesting is a lot of times, um, the only time we'll do that is when when he does something that we think has extraordinarily benefited us, right, in a a way that we'll say, well, you know, it's not enough that God saved us and and, uh, it saves us from from eternity of torment. It's like if he doesn't do something well above that, then we'll go, you know, that's right. it's not enough. He gave us his completed, yes, he did. inerrant, infallible right. word. Right. It's not enough that he gives us the Holy Spirit to live in us. It's like, well, yeah, I'm used to that. What I need is for God to, to uh, heal me of cancer. Then I'll be amazed, right? No, th- that'd be great, but he may not do that. That's right. But he does offer you salvation that we don't deserve. And so I'm thankful for that song. I stand. I don't. I don't. Ever, I've been saved since 1996, and grew up in church. Many of you did the same. And a lot of times, what happens is when we get initially we get saved, brother Matt. Uh, we see how how vile we are. We see how unworthy we are, and we're amazed that the the grace of God, as we sang, "Amazing Grace," that that the grace of God would extend and reach down to where we are. But then something happens uh, the longer we're saved if we're not careful. We, we, think, we almost think in our minds we're worthy of it. Right? And we're not. We're, we're no more worthy today of the grace of God than the first day we received the grace of God. Yet uh, we, we've enjoyed it so long that uh, we think, well, it's, you know, I mean, I, I, love, I love steak. I mean, I love it, right? Not, you know, and... Some of you look, I, I love it. I'd eat it every day, Brother Junior, if I could. But I do know at some point in time, and I'd like to try this experiment out. At some point in time, if I ate it three times a day for a long time, it would probably would not, I probably would not enjoy it as much. I'd like to try that experiment just to make sure it's true. And that's, that's something that's not amazing, Right? God's grace is amazing. And I don't ever want to get over it. What will happen if you ever get over it, you'll, you'll get farther away from him. Right? Well, John, I think that's what happens a lot of times we get away from the Lord is we, we stop being amazed. Stop being amazed. And I appreciate the good singing. And again, thank you for being here. If you would, turn to Luke chapter 20 this morning. Luke chapter 20. And uh, we want to begin in verse number 27. Verse number 27. 
Now, the, the title of the message is this, Troubled About Trivial Matters. And I thought, boy, is that not a perfect title to the day we live in, right? Now, here's what I want you to ask yourself, and you answer it, and you don't raise your hand and don't blurt it out, but is, is being troubled over trivial matters, or let's put it another way, worrying is it a sin? Come on, yes, sir. People say, well, no, no, it's just, that's just my natural inclination to worry about stuff, and I can't help it. But the fact is, one, one breath will say faith over fear, right? Perfect love casteth out fear. We can trust God, right? We can trust God with everything. Then in the next breath, we'll say, well, I don't think it's a sin to worry because, you know, stuff happens and, and I, I know God's in control of everything, but, but this is my life, right? We, we think he's in control of everything except our life. And then sometimes we'll get to the place instead of looking, uh, sometimes people look at the, the Bereans, right? And they'll say, well, you know, they, they search the scriptures, and that's all I'm doing, really searching the scriptures. But here's what I want to ask you. What's your motivation in searching the scriptures? Because some people will search the scriptures to try to disprove something they've heard that is scriptural. Right? I mean, we've heard preaching, and we're going, I just don't think I agree with that. I'm going to find me a verse. Brother Jimmy, and now, you know what happens? People all the time say, Give me chapter and verse. Okay, sounds good. Here's the problem. I can take any chapter and verse, and I can take the chapter and verse out of context, and I can make it say pretty much whatever I want to. So, so instead of just chapter and verse, maybe what we need to learn is the Word of God, Scripture upon Scripture, and see how Scripture goes along with Scripture. And so that's what really was happening here in verse 27. Then came to him certain of the Sadducees. Now that's important because the Sadducees did not believe in resurrection. One man said it this way. If they didn't believe in the resurrections, uh, the resurrection, the Sadducees were sad, you see. So, so understand what they're doing they came to him, certain of the Sadducees, which deny that there's any resurrection. So they're saying, we don't believe in the resurrection. But then they came and they asked him, saying, Master, interesting, they used that word, said, Moses wrote unto us, if any man's brother die having a wife and he die without children, that his brother should take his wife and raise up seed unto his brother. And there were... Therefore, seven brethren, the first took a wife and died without children. The second took her to wife, and he died childless. And third took her, and in like manner, the seven also. And they left no children and died. Last of all, the woman died also. Now notice the question, therefore, in the resurrection. Well, wait a minute. I thought you said you didn't believe there's a resurrection. So what was the purpose of their question? It was not enlightenment. It wasn't revelation. They were trying to trip Jesus up. So I said, therefore in the resurrection, whose wife of them is she? For seven have had her to wife. And 
Jesus answering said unto them, The the children of this world marry and are given in marriage. But they which shall be accounted worthy, that's important, to obtain that world and the resurrection from the dead, neither marry nor are given in marriage. Neither can they die anymore, for they are equal unto the angels and are uh, the children of God, being the children of the resurrection. Now that the dead are raised, even Moses showed uh, at the bush when he called, uh, calleth the Lord the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. For he is not a God of the dead. Now I think that's interesting. He didn't say he's not the God of the dead. He says not a God. So the dead have gods, plural. He said he's not a God of the dead, but uh, of the living. For all live unto him. Then certain of the scribes answering said, Master, thou hast well said, and after that they dost not ask him any questions at all. That's funny, isn't it? Here, here's some guys who's like, we don't believe in the resurrection. Well, let's just say there is a resurrection. Well, if you don't believe it, why are you asking him? They weren't asking him to have it revealed to them true. They were asking to try to trip up Jesus. And so then he silenced them with the word of God And the Bible said then they didn't ask him anything else, right? It's interesting. Instead of giving our opinion, maybe we need to approach things when people ask us things with the Word of God. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe, you know, I'm thinking that'd probably be a good... If if it's forever settled, it's not going to change. And so therefore, maybe what we need to do is approach things from the Bible and not just our opinion. Because really, when you think about it, I'm sure if you ask people, well, in this scenario, what do you think? And they'd say, well, uh, you know, I don't know. I maybe, maybe she would be the first one's wife in heaven. I don't know. But Jesus said, here's the way it is. And so we live in a world where everybody has their opinion, their idea, and they're, 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 they're spewing those out yet we're not really looking at what the Bible says. And so what happens is all of us, if we're honest, we get troubled with trivial matters, stuff that doesn't matter. I mean, let's be honest, Brother Danny, most of what we see on social media is trivial matters that people are arguing about. You can can post a scripture, and the next thing you know, you've got a conflict and an argument about a scripture. So if you post your opinion you know that you're probably going to get some arguments about your opinion. And so we're, we're debating over stuff that doesn't matter. Listen, I don't know if Hunter Biden's guilty or not. I really don't care in the grand scheme of things. Am I, am I, we're still, we still believe the Bible, don't we? You see what I'm saying? I, I don't know if Taiwan's going to be invaded. They might. But I don't really know what the economy's going to do. I don't know if there's voter. Fr- I don't know about all that stuff. But see, what happens is we get so caught up in stuff that really, in the grand scum- scheme of eternity, does not matter that we take our eyes off the things that really do matter. I mean, I don't, I don't know all that stuff, but here's what I do know. Jesus is coming back, and those that are not saved, those that have not received Christ, you're not going to heaven. And I think as God's people, if we believe the word of God, then we ought to be more concerned with that than some of the trivial matters. I don't know who's going to win uh, the, the, the uh, college football season. I don't know who's going to win the Heisman. I don't know if the Cowboys are going to win a game. I don't know all that stuff. But really, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. Right. Amen. Amen. 
Brother, maybe it does. I mean, maybe that's maybe that's what the, the, the church of the living God has been brought down to is we're, we're so concerned about stuff that doesn't matter eternally that we can't see what does matter eternally. And so wouldn't you agree that we get troubled about things that really don't matter? Instead of worrying about pleasing God, sharing the gospel, we find small things that don't matter in the scope of eternity. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what the stock market's going to do. I, I don't know. You know, they're they're talking about lockdowns again and masks and all. That. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. But I'm not going to spend all my time worrying about what they're going to do. I'm going to worry about what I can do. You see, in the scripture, we have the Sadducees trying to back Jesus in a corner. They were threatened by him and wanted to silence him. And so they try to find a part of Scripture like we do so often that they could trip him up with. Here's the problem. You can't trip up the Word of God with the Word of God. They're trying to trip up the Word of God with the Word of God. And so you, you, we must focus on what is imperative, not what is trivial. We can get so caught up in rabbit holes about stuff. Listen, what do you think, preacher? You think there's UFOs? I don't know. I mean, do you see where I'm going with this? There's so much out there. You can turn on a channel and, you know, you can get, well, what if there's UFOs? What do you think they are? I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. That's right? Right? You think there's aliens? I don't know. I've seen some people that look like aliens. Right? I mean, you see where I'm going with this? And, and we, we don't even know enough of the Bible to when somebody gives us something false, we can go, well, that don't sound right. We'll go, maybe it's right. Oh, but you know what? Did you hear about that new app? Did you see what was on Graham? Did you see what was on Snapchat? I mean, have you seen the new app? You with me? We're so consumed with trivial matters we can't see what's important. And so here's what they were doing. They were trying to, they were trying to delegitimize the Scripture with the Scripture. They were trying to find a loophole and trip Jesus up, who is the Word of God, with the Word of God. And, and so notice in this Scripture these three things I'll share with you. In verse 27 through 33, I want you to, I want you to notice their problematic thinking. I mentioned, I believe it's Wednesday night. See, we got to change the way we think. The way we think affects the way we act. And when your thinking's wrong, when your thinking is worldly and secular, what happens, it affects your spiritual walk with God. And, and Jesus, and the Word of God tells us that we are to control the way we think. Now, you can't control a thought that passes through your mind, but you can control the fact that you dwell on that thought. And so the problematic thinking was in verse 27 uh, of, of chapter 20, these guys, notice it said, then came to him certain of the Sadducees which deny that there's any resurrection. Well, there's a problem. Here, here, for someone that does not believe there's an afterlife. I don't really. I can't. I can't get it where I, I'm not in the place where I'm going to even entertain anything they're saying. I mean, because can we take a time out and think about 
Let's, let's be logical. I, I, think, I think being a Christian uh, causes us to critically think about things, right? All right? Logically. Brother Charles, come let us reason together. That's what it says in Isaiah. So, if there's no afterlife, if there's no, when you die, that's it. You go on the ground, dirt, worms, meat, whatever you want to call yourself, right? There's nothing, when, when you draw your last breath, that's all. Here, here's what I want you to, here's what, I, let's reason through this. Number one, how did you get here? Now you say, well, I was taught in school that, you know, evolution and that, that there was this matter and that there's this explosion and then it threw everything and so that we came from these particles. Interesting. Where did those particles come from? Well, they were just there. So let me, believe, let me get this right. So you don't believe in the eternal God that always existed, but you do believe in particles that always existed. You with me? This is what they're teaching. This explosion took place. It threw stuff all over the universe. And through millions of years, they, particles clinged on each other and formed the earth. And then there are some particles. There are some primordial ooze that was in there. And somehow that ooze uh, met up with some other ooze. And over millions of years, those oozes got together and somehow, you know, in their intelligent life of ooze, decided, hey, we want to, we want to get out of the ooze and on the land. We oozed out. Trust the science, by the way. Then that ooze was tired of walking like this, so it decided, hey, I'm going to start walking upright. That's how we all got here. And so for, for 75 to 80 years on average, we walk on this earth and we die. That's it. Well, that doesn't make any sense. You're telling me that whatever you do while you're here, that's all. What's the purpose in that? You with me? There has to be more than just Eight, there, why would we be here? Where do we come from? Why would we be here for 80 years? And if that's all there is, then why, when you go in the ground, there's nothing else? That, that doesn't make sense. That, that, that's, no, that's no purpose. That's no plan. That's not a logical explanation of why we're here. But it's easier not to think about those things and believe in something and say, well, you know, it just, when, when you die, that's just it. There's no, no afterlife. There's no resurrection. So it gives us the opportunity while we're here to live any way we want to because if you don't believe there's a heaven or hell, you can say, I can live like I want to and nothing's going to happen to me. So you folks that believe in heaven and hell and the resurrection, y'all are, are, are dumb and, and I'm, I'm having all the fun that I want to now because when you die, that's it. Well, you better be right. Because if you're wrong... The 70 to 80 years you're here on this, on this earth is a dress rehearsal for eternity. And if you're wrong, you're going to miss the good part of eternity. 
See, the problematic thinking is living for today and that's all there is. And if you can't see that there's a tomorrow and that there's an eternity, and if you can't see that there's a resurrection, that Jesus is coming back, then what you'll do is try to disprove it so that you're good with yourself. And that's what they're doing. That's problematic because there are millions in hell today and there'll be millions and millions more that will be there because their thinking is not right. They're living for the now and they want to get all they can now not knowing there's an eternity that we'll all face. And so in this problematic thinking, uh, first of all, their doctrine was wrong. Now, people say today in church, well, doctrine doesn't matter. Friend, doctrine is the foundation of what we believe. If your doctrine's not right, if what you believe is not right about the Scripture and about Jesus, nothing else is going to be right. Church is not just an experience to come and say, well, we shouted and had a good time. You better know what you believe and why you believe it. And so they held that the first five books of the, of the Old Testament were the only, that was all of God's Word. You got folks today in the New Testament church says we don't have to worry about the Old Testament, just the New Testament. Well, the Bible said that all Scripture is given, right? So did not they did not believe in the resurrection. They were focused on the power that they had on this earth, not in God Himself. And so they did not believe in a Messiah. Now you say, well, I don't believe Jesus is a Savior. I don't believe we need a Savior. Listen to what I'm saying. You can believe whatever you want to believe, but that doesn't change the facts. You can believe Jesus is the, 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 the Savior, or you can believe I don't need a Savior. I believe everybody goes to heaven. You can believe whatever you want to believe, but that doesn't make it true. See, their doctrine was wrong. Their discernment was wrong. In other words, they were using custom set forth in God's Word to trip them up. Now, now what they were doing, what they were saying was right. And the custom was that if this man died, didn't have children, that, that his wife would, would marry his brother because they wanted that godly seed to go on. They wanted that, that godly seed to reproduce. And, and so they, they, they were saying, now listen, Lord. And here's our problem. Ready? When you ta- start taking Scripture out of context to prove what you believe and what you think or to try to discredit the rest of the word of God and say, well, it contradicts itself, then then listen to what I'm saying. God will trip you up. So they say, well, what about about when Moses said, listen, if if he dies and his brother gets his wife and then, then, well, here's, here's the example, Jesus. So all seven of them, and now they're all dead. Now they're in heaven after the, after the resurrection. Now, whose wife is she now? And so that's, let's be honest. There's a lot of people, Brother Jimmy, that's come to me, and I'm sure to you, and they'll find one scripture in the Old Testament. Explain this one. Right? Old man of God. Old wise pastor. Scholar of the Bible. I'm going to trip you up. You probably will. I didn't write it. I don't know everything there is in there. But what I do know, I believe. And what I don't know, I believe. You say, well, that's, you know, preacher, that's so childish and elementary. I, I must be, I must understand all the complexities before I believe. Really? Explain to me gravity. Well, 
you know, the, the, the pull of the earth's core. No, I'm, not, I'm talking about the complexities of it. I understand, the, I understand the elementary basics. If you jump off a building, you're going to hit the ground real hard. That's what you believe. You can't explain it, right? Explain to me how we have seasons. Well, preacher, now you know the, the earth rotates around the sun, and, and, uh, it, it, or it revolves around the sun, and it rotates, and the axis turns. Now, I'm not, I'm not talking about the basics. I'm talking about, let's dig in. I want you to explain it all to me, because you can't believe it if you don't understand all of it. Am I right? Pi R squared, what is pi? 3.14. Well, how'd they get that? Well, I don't know, but I, well, no, you said you believe, you had to know it all before That's you right. believed it. Right? right. right? Yeah. Yes, sir. There's a lot of stuff you don't know all the intricacies of, but you believe it. And that's what they were doing there, saying, listen, until we understand all of this, all of this stuff, our, our discernment is it's not right. Well, you say, well, preacher, how can you, how can you prove there's a heaven? I thought Jesus said, I thought Jesus said it was. Paul went there, right? He came back and wrote it was. You say, well, but that's not proof. Well, let me ask this. How can you prove there's not? See, because if I'm right, I'm good. If you're wrong, you're not. Well, their discernment was wrong. They weren't trying to find out more. They were trying to disprove Jesus to make themselves right. And that's where we're at. Listen, people don't know how to listen. They just want to they prove everybody else wrong. And then, You know what that's called? Pride. And so these men, their discernment, they looked at the letter of the law, not the spirit of it. People come, well, preacher of the Bible said here, how can you, you're missing the spirit of the law. When you look at the letter of the law, you're not going to understand it. But when Jesus said this, Jesus, they, they said now, or he said, now listen, you've been taught this, right? But I'm going to teach you this. In other words, we've said it before. Uh, well, murder's wrong. The Bible said murder's wrong, right? Agree? Well, what did Jesus say? He said, if you hate, hate your brother, you've committed murder. Well, I don't agree with that. Well, that's, that's what they were saying. I, you ought to be able to hate your brother. It's not the same as murder. Jesus said, in my eyes, it is. See, their discernment was wrong. Then their desire was wrong. They didn't want to know more about Jesus. They wanted to prove they were right. Let me ask you this. This morning, what's your desire? If you came here today and said, listen, I'm going to live like I want to, and after preacher preaches, I'm going to find something in the Bible that makes it all right for me to do what I, you probably will be able to find something. But again, you're looking at the letter, not the spirit. The spirit of the law, Brother John, is to draw us closer to Christ and become more like him. And the letter of the law is, let me find a loophole that says I'm okay with what I'm doing. So you've got to change the way you think. Number two is there was powerful truth in verse 34 and 30, uh, through 36. Notice this, and Jesus answering. Okay. Well, that tells me right there is God's word because he's the word. And, and listen to what I'm saying. If, you're, if, if you base everything off your thinking, off your feeling, off your observation, you're going to be in trouble. If you base everything off the Word of God, you're solid. Right? 
Jesus answering said unto them, The children of this world marry and are given in marriage. He said, That's what you do here. But they which shall be accounted worthy to obtain the, that world and the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. Neither can they die any more, for they are equal unto the angels and are the children of God, being the children of the resurrection. So what's he saying? The powerful truth is this, the truth of the resurrection. Listen, if there's no resurrection, Brother Shane, what are we even doing here? If Jesus did not rise from the dead on the third day, and if there's no hope of us living after death, then what we're doing is silly. Right? It's just religious activity, religious ritual. But see, I believe this book, and I, everything I've got, listen to me, every hope that I have is tied up in Jesus Christ walking out of the grave on the third day. And if that isn't what you got, if you're, uh, all yours is based on your, your baptism, all yours is based on your communion, all yours is based on your good works, friend, may I say, you don't understand the resurrection. Because if he is not alive, if he wouldn't have died on the cross, been buried, rose on the third day, and now is at the right hand of the Father, nothing that we believe from this book is any good. We may as well uh, be out on the golf course today or out on the fishing lake. We might as well be out at the bars every night. But may I say if what he says is right, if he is the resurrection and the life, if no man cometh to the Father but by him, this is important. And so the truth of the resurrection, no matter if you believe God's word or not, it's true. I just don't believe it. Okay. Well, guess what? We'll find out. That, that's, our, that's our thing, but let's find out, right? Not I think or I believe or I feel. Let's just find out. Either one day, Brother Danny, he, we're going we're gonna to die. Jesus is going to step out on the scene. They're going to crown him King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Or not. But according to the Bible, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. That's what, what it says. So if we're right, we're good. If you say you don't believe any of that, I'm going to take my chances. Let me say, first of all, you don't have a chance. Let me say, second of all, you're going to find out one day. Yep. That day when every knee will bow, every tongue will confess, too late. Right? Truth of the resurrection. No matter if you believe God's word or not, it's still true. You say, I don't believe the Bible. You don't have to. You, you can believe whatever you want to believe. But that doesn't make it true. Right? I guess I'm, I'm getting too old and cranky. But, or maybe, maybe, sister, I see the urgency of the time. But I'm, I'm, I just don't have the time to, for silly debate with people. I just don't have the time. I don't have the energy. Yes, sir. It's, it's just kind of like, that's what the Bible said. That's right. Well, I don't believe it. Okay, it's your choice, right? Brother Eddie, I'm, I'm, I'm to the point I'm not chasing people, right? I'm just, I'm just that point. I'm like, you know, I want people to get saved. I want people to come to church. But I, so there's some Christians been sa say they're saved, been saved their whole life, been saved 20, 30 years, and you got to treat them like babies. And, you know, if they miss a couple services and you don't go check on them, they'll preach, he didn't even come out here. I thought we was grown-ups. Brother Harley, 
Listen, some if you if you go check on them, they get mad. Some if you don't check on them, they get mad. I thought we were grown-ups. Right? See that? You better believe the truth of the resurrection. And if it's real, right? I mean, if if it's real, I believe we'd live like it. Brother Bart, I think if we believe what we say we believe, we're going to live. You know, Jesus is coming soon. Hey, man, hallelujah, I can't wait. Well, maybe maybe we got to go back to that. Brother Matt and I were talking about this yesterday. Jesus said he was going to judge every idle word. Everything that proceeds out of your mouth that's not profitable. Think about that for a minute. What have you said this week that's not profitable? Do you think, if we're honest, 90% of what comes out of our mouth is not profitable? Yeah, but it's my opinion, but it's not profitable. We're going to stand before God one day. He's going to say, okay, you said this, and you said this, and you said this, and you typed this. Amen. Amen. Mm. How are we doing now? Yes, sir. Truth of the resurrection, but then the truth of relationship. Yes. You say, well, well, that doesn't make sense, preacher. I thought in the Old Testament... God gave Eve to Adam so that they would not be alone. I thought marriage was a good thing. It is. Here's the thing. We get to heaven, there's going to be this thing called the marriage supper of the Lamb. So as much as I love Miss Ellen, we ain't going to be living in the same mansion. She's going to get her own. She's probably going to be happy. So she's going to say, well, at least his socks ain't on the floor anymore, right? We're going to be married to him. Amen. He, he's going to be the main attraction. He's going to be what it's all about. So our relationship is going to be different. And, and so the most important relationship is not friends and family uh, uh, getting married or not married. The most relate, important relationship you'll ever have is your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And then there's the truth of restoration. That's what he said in verse 36. Neither can they die anymore. For they are equal unto the angels and are the children of God being the children of the resurrection. Do, do you realize this morning as we talk about heaven, uh, do you realize how sweet it's going to be? Yes. I mean, man, I, listen, we, we, Brother Tim Johnston and, and Miss Kay are down in Alabama because his dad passed away. Do you, you realize that we're not going to face? He's there. Right. He's there. Hallelujah. There, there's, there's no more strokes and there's no more cancer and there's no more heart problems and there's no more heartache and pain and there, it's all gone. Yes. If you're saved. <laughs> then number three, a proven testimony. You say, well, how, how can I know it's all true? Now, verse 37 through, 30, through verse 40. He gives some scriptural basis. He said, now that the dead are raised, even Moses showed uh, at, the, at the bush, and he called the Lord the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. For he is not a God of the dead, but of, of the living, for all live unto him. And so how does, how does he prove what he's saying? Well, he proves it to them by the scripture. He said, remember when Moses said this? 
You say, preacher, how can I know? How can I know Jesus is real and Jesus is the Savior? Listen, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. It's, it's not an emotional experience. It's what Jesus said. Amen. It's what the Bible said. John 3.16 is in your Bible. Romans 3.23 is in your Bible. For we got to get to the place where we stop basing everything on how I feel and, and basing on what God said. And so the, he took Exodus chapter 3 verse 6 and proved these patriarchs were alive. And, and today he's taken that scripture, all things have passed away, behold all things have become new. If you're a born again believer, listen to me, you are a, you are a, a trophy of grace. We are, we are God's possession. We are his trophies. We are to be different. God changes us. That's the proof. By the scripture and then by their silence. Bible said after that they does not or after that they does not ask him any questions at all the religious had to acknowledge it they couldn't argue with the word the rest were silenced at the truth now, let me let me let me finish with this you you and I you can have any opinion you want so can I you, you can have any idea in your head that you want, so can I. Right. You can believe whatever you want to believe, right? right? You can believe in UFOs, not UFOs. You can believe in gravity, not gravity. You, you can believe, listen, whatever you want to believe, you can. And I promise you in the day we live, you can go on the Internet and you can Google something and you can say, well, you know, I heard this. And there'll be something on there somewhere will prove you right. Yeah. Right? But the Bible said, let God be true and every man a liar. You say, I don't want to be a Christian because there's a bunch of hypocrites. You're right. 100%. I don't want to go to church because all the hypocrisy and, and preachers are this. And you're exactly right. If you're, if you're looking at me saying, you ain't no perfect preacher, I will be the one who puts a check and say, you're exactly right. Amen. Amen. Right? Yes, so whatever excuse you have for not trusting Christ today, you probably find some valid right. arguments about it. Right. But see, that's not going to get you into heaven. Right. You don't get a second chance because Christians are hypocrites. You don't get a second chance because preachers have messed up. You don't get a second chance because your mom and daddy was a Christian. They didn't treat you right. And no, none of that's going to matter. When you stand before the Lord, one thing, what have you done with Jesus Christ? Has you, have you received him as your Savior or not? That's all that's going to matter. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Do I believe what the Bible says about Jesus or do I not? That's all that's going to matter. So here's what I want, I want to ask you. Are you so caught up in all the trivial matters like these Sadducees were? They wanted to protect what they thought. They didn't care about... That. Brother John, they're, they're going to miss heaven. Unless they, unless they repented, changed the way they thought, they were going to miss heaven. But they were so ingrained in what they thought. Their opinion, right? They were willing 
They were willing to, to deny the Word of God. Their willingness to, to miss heaven because they wanted to prove so much what they believed. Again, you believe whatever you want to believe, right? But, but see, here's our problem. If you're so caught up in all the trivial matters of life, i tell you what, I'm so sick of AT&T and my whole life is tore upside down because they keep raising my cell phone bill. And Brother Danny, can you imagine all these fees they're charging? And I just, I can't stand it anymore. I understand. Right? Can you believe what they've done to Tucker Carlson? What is going on? I get it. Right? I mean, you see what I'm saying? I was telling somebody the other day, there's a lot of road construction going on. I said, here's what's interesting to me. And I said, I'm no different, so I'm not, I'm not on my soapbox. We gripe and complain about how bad the roads are, right? Then when they do road construction, we gripe because they're doing road construction. And now we, I, was, I was right in, I was like, I, I've been sitting here for five minutes waiting on this flag man to turn his thing. And, I, and I'm like, yeah, but I was just griping not long ago about the, the potholes in there, right? It's like, that's how we are. We get so caught up in trivial stuff, doesn't matter, right? We, we blame our teenagers, right? We're like, don't get all so tore up about stuff that doesn't matter. What do mamas and daddies do? That's right. Now, you're going to laugh, but I, isn't it, none of y'all, I don't think. But, but I, I remember times when ladies have walked into church, had the same thing on, and they were upset that the other one wore what they wore. Miss right. Susan, tell me if I'm wrong. There's been times when people have got upset because they sang a particular song and somebody else wanted to sing their song and that's my song. Well, you didn't write it. Your name's not at the top of that hymn book. People dying going to hell. We, that's my song. That's my seat. I've been sitting there for 20 years. Mr. Vister, you can't sit in my seat. I'm coming here in my home. My parents donated the building. Right? right? Silly stuff. Yes, Trivial. Amen. <laughs> but we're just imperfect people that get tore up over some of the silliest stuff. Amen. That's what Jesus is dealing with. He's like, look, you're worried about all this stuff. You need to worry about whether or not you're going to heaven. Right? right? right. When it's all said and done, none of this is going to matter. All this stuff going on in this world is not going to matter. Here's what's going to matter. What would you do with Jesus? Yeah. What'd you do with Jesus, right? And if you're wrong, then there's going to be eternity to regret it. Let's stand together. Troubled about trivial matters. Wonder what, listen, wonder what church would be like if people said they're saved, love Jesus, we're not troubled about trivial matters. Churches, if you're visiting with us, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, if you're looking for the perfect church, we're not it. If you're looking for a church where Jesus is exalted, that's what we want.
Don't get all tore up over stuff that doesn't matter, right? If you're here today, no one's looking around, heads are bowed. You say in my heart, I don't know if I trust Jesus as my Savior. I'm not sure I'd go to heaven today. Pastor, I want you to pray for me. Nobody's going to come to you. I won't embarrass you. I want to pray for you. If I died today, I'm not 100% sure I'd go to heaven. Would you pray for me, preacher? Would you do this? Will you slip your hand up? You can just put it up, put it right back down. Not sure. You here today? You're all tore up over stuff that doesn't matter. Maybe you just need to come. Some are on the altar. Did you come? Well, praise God. I guess we're all good with God. Man, I guess this, Brother Jimmy, I must have missed it today. God must not be leading me in what I preach because three, three or four people on the altar. No, we're all good, preacher. I don't get upset about anything. I'm, I'm so focused in on Jesus and eternity, I don't get mad. Really? Because I've heard some conversations around here about who's mad at who and what they did and this one. I, it, oh, but I was right in that. I was, I, no, I was justified. I'm not asking that. I'm asking, do you get, do you get troubled by trivial stuff? Maybe just need to, maybe just need to get on the altar and say, Jesus, I want you to be big in my life again. What's big in your life gets the most attention? Some people will just be honest. They're, they're not happy unless they're miserable. You say, that doesn't make sense, preacher. Oh, it does. When you draw your last breath, you stand before the judgment seat of Christ. You stand before the Lord one day. A lot of the stuff you think so important is just not going to matter. Better get our eyes on Him. Better get our eyes on Him. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for the message. And thank you for Calvary. As we leave here, may we stay focused on you. In Jesus' name we pray.